proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I thank God today that God is faithful and he is strong. God is a warrior and he yep. is strong. And when the enemy tries to stop you, if you will trust God, he will come through every time, listener. And and I I, I said this before and uh, the enemy <laughs> attacked and I'm going to say it again. It's all about trusting God. The devil yep. right now is desperate, listener. He is desperate because he knows his time is short. So he's pulling out all the stops. He's pulling out all the tricks in his bag. He is attempting to get you stressed, oppressed, depressed. He is trying his best to use the spirit of fear against the people of this world and everything that's mm-hmm. going on to ruin your faith, to stop you from believing in God. But just as the Bible says, God is faithful that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will set up a standard against him and God will provide in the midst of our enemies. The Bible says he prepares a table for us, even in the midst of our enemies for us to eat off of. So get ready to feast from God's table today, despite the enemy's efforts to stop it. While I'm welcoming you to the episode, I want to welcome to the episode, my brother, and partner in ministry, Scott. He helps me on this podcast. Scott, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Charles. It's great to be here again on this podcast. And we know the enemy's fighting and raging. We're not going to give him any glory. Just let you know he's fighting and raging. He doesn't like what we're about to say. And boy, he would love to stop what we're about to say. Charles, he's tried to stop what we're saying because he knows if you get a hold of what we're talking about, he's ruined. He's defeated. Yeah. He, he, all his plans are stopped because, you know, you were talking about that fear and worry and doubt. Fear, worry, and doubt cannot live in the Holy Ghost. I, I want to say that again. Fear, worry, and doubt cannot live for one second in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, Charles, we're praying this morning like they do at the end of every epistle in the New Testament. We're praying for the peace of God to be upon you. And I, I Satan doesn't want us living in peace. He don't want us. He doesn't want us living in power. He wants us to live thinking that he's greater, that he's more powerful, that he's more potent, that he's got control. But we know that Jesus pulled his teeth to that. When he ripped that veil of holies from top to bottom, when he split it in two and released the power in the presence that we're going to talk about this morning, he was defeated. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to proclaim it. Glad to be working with you this morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. It's good to hear you excited in God. I'm excited about what God is doing. I'm like you. When God speaks, peace comes. No other way to get the peace that passes all understanding except it's imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. 
You're going to hear that word a lot today. You're going to hear that word a lot in the next few weeks. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, because he is the power of God in operation. He is the love of God spread abroad. He is the one that is working today to stop the enemy, to set up a wall, to break the hearts of the people that need to be broken so that God's love can beckon them to come to the cross it's all about the holy ghost listener and uh, want to tell you that we are in the midst of a new series a series called the person and ministry of the holy ghost the enemy wants to fight this because this is the key to your successful walk in god is to develop an understanding and a relationship with the person and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. And that's what this new series that we're on is all about. In a moment, I'm going to have Scott pray that we are prepared, that our hearts are prepared, our eyes and ears are open, that we can hear the voice of God. We can receive the teaching and the preaching about the Holy Spirit that we so desperately need. But before we do that, I have a scripture that was laid upon my heart this is a promise from God, and just like Scott said, it's a prayer that you will find in many of the epistles, many of the letters that was written by the apostles. They they included prayers, and those prayers are still alive and powerful today. They're still being answered. This one it comes from Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See? There it is again. Joy and peace when you believe, and that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what it's all about, listener. You can have joy, you can have peace, you can have hope, and it comes through the power of the Holy Ghost. Scott, I want you to pray for this podcast. I want you to pray for those that are listening. I want you to ask God to prepare us not only to represent him well, but for the listener to be able to hear and understand and trust what God tells them and to develop that relationship of intimacy with the Holy Ghost, that his power is made prevalent in their life. Would you pray for us? I will definitely pray. We'll pray for that podcast this morning. I've got something particular on my on my heart that I feel like the uh, Holy Spirit is leading. That's a word like Charles said, we're going to say a lot, uh, is leading me to pray this morning. And then we're going to pray for the podcast. But Charles, I, I feel like there's some people out there that's lost their shout. And what we're going to do this morning is pray that you get your shout back. Maybe you don't Amen. understand what I'm talking about. How long has it been, listener, since you shed a tear? in the presence of the Holy Spirit. How long has it been? And I know some of you know what I'm talking about. How long has it been since you've raised the hand in victory? How long has it been since you, since you had a shout well up inside you that you were just happy for the, for the, for the joy of God is just overflowing in you and, and it's just overflowing like a river. And it's been a while. It's been a long time since you've had that shout. Mostly you've just been going through the motions. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's some people out there that know what I'm talking about. You've just been going through the motions. You, 
You've been you've been going to church. You've been a good little church goer, but still inside you're you're not in in the peace of God. You're not in the joy of God. You're, you're wrestling. You're fighting. When you wake up in the morning, your pillow is wet because you sweated all night because you worried. And Charles, yeah. we're going to pray this morning that the shout comes back. Now, yeah. you, all you need is a mustard seed of faith. That's that's the great thing about this. You just need a mustard seed of faith. If you are tired of being tired, then you're the person I'm talking to. If you're sick of being sick, then you're the person I'm speaking of. And it's time that God's people get their joy back, get their shout back. And I'm tired of Satan robbing us, and he has been robbing us of that shout. Now, if you want into that, if you want a part of that, if you're sitting there going, that's me. It has been a while since he said that. Then I want you to pray with me right now that we're going to get that shout back. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for the, the joy and the peace that is in your presence. And God, it, you are in a shout, but you can do so much in a still small voice. Yeah. And Lord, I'm praying for the people this morning that are listening to this podcast that the devil has tried to put chains on of fear, of doubt. There's some people that can't even get up at night and go to the bathroom. They're so scared. But that's not the heritage of the saints of God. That is not what you died for so that we could live in fear. You died so we could live in peace and joy. And, Lord, I pray right now for these people this morning that are listening to this, that are downloading this, that are streaming this, that you begin to give them a touch, that something well up inside them right now, that they get tired of being tired. And, Lord, I pray right now that you put the peace and joy back into their life, that you put the shout back into their heart and their mind. Lord, we're, we're going through the motions. We're just doing the same old things, and we've got no victory. And, Lord, I believe that the people of God are supposed to have victory. You died so we could have victory. You died so we could have peace and joy and righteousness. And, God, we pray right now that you touch those people, Lord. I pray for every person listening. They may be going through sickness. They may be going through some kind of tr uh, health trouble, health scare. God, we know the COVID's still running rampant, but we still know that you're bigger than any virus. We know that you're bigger. God, you are the greatest vaccine that there is out there. And we pray right now for those people that you touch them, that you, you touch and heal their body in the name of Jesus. Lord, for those that are, that are just troubled on every hand that's, that's got fear and worry and doubts, I pray for them right now that you put that, that joy, that power, that presence back into their life, God. Let them rise up like David did in the Valley of Eli and said, is there not a cause? I think it's time we start rising up. Lord, because yeah. Satan doesn't want us to rise up together, and we can rise up together this morning through the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, Amen. I pray right now for this podcast, Lord, that you just touch Charles, that you speak through us. Lord, you are the great, you are the great teacher. And Lord, we, we're praying again. I'm going to pray this same prayer like I did last week. Lord, we pray for the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that he be the third podcaster in this podcast this morning. <laughs> What a great, what a greater podcaster than the Holy Spirit, because he can do in one second what it would take me and Charles years and still never get done. We pray for the moving of the Holy Spirit this morning to be in this podcast. We yeah. pray for him to move strong. We pray for him to move mighty. I pray that people begin to feel his touch the moment that we start speaking. And I think this is possible. I think it's, I think it's well able that you could do this, Lord. We give you the praise this morning. I'm believing. I am standing 
and believing that every person listening to this podcast right now is beginning to feel the touch, beginning to feel the presence, beginning to feel the power, beginning to start get tired and rebuke the enemy off their finances, off their life, off their house, off their kids, off their wife, off their husband, wherever they may be, off their job. And Lord, we give you the praise this morning for this victory through the Holy Spirit. We Amen. give you the praise, God, for you You died on a cruel old cross so that we could have access. And, Lord, I'm praying right now that all of us get access, that you open the door and access through the Holy Spirit into you. Lord, we thank you for this podcast this morning. Touch Charles and let him minister through the power of the Holy Spirit. We will give you the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, And amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer, Scott. Thank you so much. I believe that the Holy Spirit has a lot to say uh, today and in the next few weeks on this new series. Scott, we're in a new series, like I said before, regarding the person and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. We were talking off mic earlier about this tremendous task that we have in front of us, this incredible quest journey that we're wanting the listeners to take with us about the person in ministry of the Holy Ghost. And we, we stated that the Holy Spirit has always been involved in everything that God has done throughout Scripture, but he never brings attention to himself uh-huh. and how this was going to be an interesting series because we're talking about the third person of the Trinity. We're talking about the one who brings it to pass when the father speaks or when Jesus spoke while he was on this earth, the Holy spirit obeyed what was said and, and brought it to pass. And he was never one to promote himself, but for sake of this teaching, this series, we are going to promote the third person of the Godhead in the attempts to, to get rid of those misunderstandings, to to destroy those misconceptions about him in a listener's life so that they can begin to walk in the spirit as the Bible commands. Now, Scott, when you were praying, you mentioned it, and the scripture came to me, and I want to mention it. It's in Romans 14 and 17. So for the kingdom of God. Now, listener, we're living in the kingdom (laughs) of God. Yeah. We're living in a kingdom. I know that the world is ruled and reigned over by governments and nations and people that are set over them in power. But a Christian is not governed by anything other than the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And if you live in a kingdom of God, He is the supreme commander, and he will provide everything you need and bring you that peace that you need. But the Bible says, for the kingdom of God is not made of drink. Now, what that means is it's not as simple as what people are striving for today. I know that our main objectives and what we strive for, we get up and go to work every day, whatever we do, it's usually in efforts to provide the, the necessary items that our household needs. Our family needs meat. They need drink. They need food. They need clothing. They need shelter. And we spend so much of our effort focused on those things. But Jesus taught 
the people in Matthew 5 that God provides those things even for the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And we should not be so concerned today about the physical needs of our body and the things that our family needs, but more concerned about the kingdom of God. And if we put the kingdom of God first, everything else will fall into place. But let me finish the scripture for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy. What? In the Holy Ghost. Yeah. yeah. That word again. We told you that you would be hearing that word a lot in this series because it's all about the Holy Ghost. Scott, we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost, but we're also going to talk about a subject that has been misunderstood since the dawn of time, the Trinity. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there are some people out there that they kind of stay away from that subject. When they hear that word mentioned, they take a little bit of cringe back. They, it's like it's almost like talking about politics or it's almost talking about taxes or something you don't want to bring up in a in a in a, a group setting but we need to talk about the trinity because the bible is expressive and clear throughout scripture that there is a trinity there are three persons there is a godhead and he is consisting of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, there are some denominations out there that believe that there is only one, Jesus Christ. But the Bible is clear about the Trinity, Scott. If someone will take the time to read it, we're going to talk about the Trinity because before we can talk about the Holy Ghost, we have to talk about how God revealed himself to his people from the beginning of time. Now, Scott, this is a touchy subject. This is a misunderstood <laughs> subject. I've heard people talk about the Trinity and this try to describe the Trinity in several different ways. Um, you know, they've talked about it as being, uh, I heard one person say, well, when I think about the Trinity, I think about water in three different forms, liquid, ice and vapor and that's the way i look at the trinity and i've also heard people say the trinity can be explained like the sun the sun itself is the father the light that comes from the sun is like this is like jesus and the heat we feel from the sun is like the holy spirit and they oh, use I like that and i like that one too uh, but there's a lot of confusion about how how there can be one God, because the Bible is clear. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, he is one God. Mm -hmm. And it, says in, it also says in the New Testament, there is one God. Now, a lot of people mistake what that means because there is one God. And somewhere, Scott, and there is no perfect way to explain this because if God could be explained, he would cease to be God to us. Right, right. If we could understand the full concept of who God is and how he operates, he would cease to be God because God is so high and so far above everything in his creation 
that not even the angels in heaven understand God completely. Mm. No one understands the revelation of who God is completely except for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, Scott, I do know this by my study, by my praying, by my listening to the Holy Spirit, that God is one God and somewhere in eternity past, God decided to manifest himself in three persons and reveal his plan to creation in three persons. Now, I do not understand all of that, but I do understand this, that God is so desiring communion. He so desires fellowship. He so wants to share himself with someone that before he created anything, before the first angel was created, before the first world was created, before the first star was hung in space, God desiring communion so much manifested himself in three persons so that he could commune with himself. And he has passed that along to us. Now, there is one scripture that I know of in the word of God that speaks, speaks expressly of the Trinity, even though the Trinity is all the way throughout the Bible, Scott, there is one scripture that definitely speaks of the Trinity and it's found in first John chapter five and verse seven. It says, for there are three that bear record in heaven, three that bear record of mm -hmm. God in heaven, the father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now there it speaks of three different individuals, three different personas, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. Now the Word, of course, there is speaking of Jesus Christ. How do we know this? Because in the book of John, John the Gospel, it starts out, in the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then if you go down to verse 14, it said, And the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the only begotten of God. Now, who is that referring to, Scott? That is speaking expressly of the Son, Jesus Christ. He is the Word of God, and He was made flesh, and He is the only begotten Son of God. So from John chapter, 1 John chapter 5 and John chapter 1, these are the main scriptures that I found that expressly speak of a trinity that includes the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Scott, no one could read the Bible and deny the Trinity. If you deny that there is a Trinity, then you're either reading a different kind of Bible or you're ignoring the Word of God to suit your own needs. Now, do you have any scriptures or thoughts on the Trinity? How do you see the Trinity? What kind I, I, of... What kind of concepts were given to you like I was given to kind of express the Trinity? I, I loved your, I think that was a good explanation. I don't want to undo that. I, I think that's a good explanation of the Trinity. We are talking about a being who is so infinite 
who who is so high and above what the human mind is capable. I mean, Charles, we're only capable of being able to understand so much with our finite brain, our ability to understand something that is eternal is, is beyond our comprehension. And God has tried. I, I love how you did it. God has tried his best to express what he is, what's in his heart, what he desires by splitting himself into those into those three, as you said, and those three were there at some point in in the in the halls of eternity. He decided to split himself into these three right here to express himself. And Charles, it's at the beginning. It's it's. I mean, if you go to your Bible and read the very first words, you yeah. see them moving. You just you just quoted John one one. So you know, for uh, another denomination that's out there that'll come to your door and knock on it every Saturday if you let them in, that that kind of makes them mad when you yep. when you quote John one one. This is in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. So right here in the very first words of your Bible that you should dust off the pages and read states in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now watch this. Yeah. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now we, we've got it. We've got them right there starting already, Charles, just like you said, from the beginning, creating, manifesting. He's there from the beginning. God speaks it. The Spirit moves and gets it accomplished. And, and it's all through Scripture this way. And I've heard the same things. I kind of like the, the sun one. That's a new mm -hmm. one I hadn't heard. Sunlight and heat. That's good. That's good. And, and Charles... I, I love what you said. <laughs> I want to focus on that, but you go where you feel led. But he split himself into these manifestations to dwell with us. I mean, it, his whole desire was to dwell with his creation, to commune, to fellowship, to be a part of uh, his creation. I mean, that's the whole point of this. And, and it's all through there, through your Bible. I could, I could go and pick a bunch of places. But, but I love it. But, but his main objective, Charles, is to fellowship with his creation, with, with the people that love him. And he does this through the bridge. I, 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 you go where you want to go with this uh, on this teaching here. But he does this through the bridge of the third manifestation in this, in this Holy Trinity, and that is the Holy Spirit. He does this. The, the bridge builder, the, the gap uh, builder, if you will, is through that third person. But I've I've always heard it like you've heard it, as far as the Trinity goes. And yes, we we don't we don't have the you know we don't have the exact. It's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. It's hard to explain something that is that eternal. But I love what you're doing. Please continue because I like it. Please continue. Well, I want to I want to stress that I also had Genesis chapter one in mind when we were going to speak about the Trinity, because like you said, for those people who think that Jesus did not show up until he was born on this earth, the Bible clearly teaches that he was always there. And there mm -hmm. are some also, Scott, that believe the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, did not show up until the day of Pentecost, which is untrue, because yep. just as you said in Genesis 1, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit was there. All three participated in the creation 
of the universe and the world. It says not anything that was created was created without the word of God. Now, I do like the analogy about the sun like you did. If I'm not mistaken, that analogy came from C.S. Lewis. He came, you know, the, the sun itself, the, the, the star that provides the light for the earth is far away from the earth. It, it would be almost unimaginable to explain how far away from the earth the sun is. It actually takes the light of the sun eight minutes to get to the earth. Mm -hmm. And when light travels at the speed that it does, the fact that it takes eight minutes to reach us is unbelievable. It, oh. it, it's, it's extraordinary. But I've heard that the star itself represents the father, the source of the light and the light is like Jesus Christ. He illuminates, he reveals, he shows us the world. And then the, not only the heat from the sun and it's light, but the radiation, this, this, the solar power that is hidden in the light, because here's the funny thing. The sun is visible, Scott. You can see the sun in the sky. And you can see the light of the sun because that's exactly what you're seeing is the light from the sun. So the star itself and the light of the star is visible. What is not visible in the human <laughs> eye is the radiation, the solar power, the heat that is contained within the light from the sun. And so that is a good explanation of the Holy hmm. spirit he yeah. is the unseen person behind the curtain, pulling the strings. Just like we said in Genesis one, he was present. He hovered over the face of the waters. What was the Holy spirit doing? He was waiting on a command from the father yep. and he was waiting in anticipation. And whenever the Father spoke, the Word of God, which represents Jesus Christ, come, was manifested, and the Holy Spirit obeyed what was spoken and brought it to pass. God said, let there be light, and the Holy Spirit said, there it is. Yep. And so all three were always present in the Word. Jesus didn't just show up in Matthew. The Holy Spirit didn't just show up in Acts. They're all three have been present and they've been there in eternity past before anything was created or the plan of God was put into operation, Scott. Now, yep. the Holy Spirit does not bring attention to himself. He always promotes the Father and the Son. That is his job. That is part of his ministry is to point the way to Jesus and the father. We can go to the father through Jesus Christ. It says no one comes to the father. Jesus said, except through me. So Scott, there is a plan there. It's represented in the Trinity. Now, one way that I like to represent the Trinity, which makes so much sense to me because I hear so many people say that's a contradiction in the word of God. The Bible says there is one God, but you're telling me there's three persons. And I say, well, listen to this. 
What about a man and a woman who are married and they have a son? How many people are that? They yep. say, well, the man is one, the woman is one, the son is one. There are three people. I said, you are right. And how many families are there? So we have one family, and that one family contains a father, a mother, and a son. Well, that's the way that I like to explain the Trinity as well, is we have one God, but you have a father, a son, and the Holy Spirit, which represents, and I'll be careful to say this, we will do more explaining in the future, but the Holy Spirit represents the feminine part of God. I know that a lot of people would say, well, I thought he's a he. He is a he. But his attributes, his characteristics are just like a mother. A mother is always concerned about her husband and her children. A mother never brings attention to herself. I'm talking about a godly, virtuous woman. Scott, a, a godly, virtuous woman, as described in the word of God, is always working to supply the needs of her husband and her children. And her always her concern is always their praise, their advancement, their support. She never brings it to herself. She never brings it to herself. Mm-hmm. But the husband and the children bring praise to her, but she never promotes herself. And that's just as the Holy Spirit. His job is to promote the father and the son. He never brings much attention to himself, but he is so necessary in a believer's life. So necessary in the plan of God and our attempts in this podcast, in this series is to illuminate or to reveal to the listener the fact that the Holy Spirit is necessary, needful, so vital to a believer's life. The believer will not have victory, will not fulfill the plan of God, will not accomplish what God has created that person to do except by and through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I love that part there. His, his job, <laughs> what we're trying to teach and reveal, <clears throat> because it's been forgotten in some instances, some instances it's been taught wrong. There's a lot of bad teaching out there, Charles, and, and it's our desire here that we illuminate that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we open up the fact that he, like you said, it's not an option. He is a necessity to, <clears throat> to your relationship with with jesus with the father he is a necessity it, it cannot get done without his help it you you cannot it, it's 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 a stunted relationship it's it's a stilted growth relationship without his interaction there is there is no way for humans to get into the father's um, and and help me with this charles he is the bridge builder for us to be able to get into communion with the eternal being that we're calling God. There is no other way. He is He is the way, and He is uh, all through Scripture. Again, if I can, if I can, I know I go to this a lot. I might sound like a broken record, but again, quickly, it it is broken up in distinction. Again, here, if you read Romans eight, and this centers on two of the Trinity, but still, you get what I mean right here. 
uh, it's in Romans chapter 8. We, we read this before, but I'm going to read it again because I want it burned in your spirit. Romans chapter 8, uh, I'm going to start verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, do you see the distinction here? If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Charles, that sets up the fact that you have received the word that Jesus is the only way. You prayed, the, as we call it, the sinner's prayer. You, you've accepted Christ as the only way to God and the only sacrifice to get into heaven, and you've received the spirit of Christ. Now, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of, uh, because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, look at the distinction. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Who's that? If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or empower your, your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. And Charles, his, his main ministry is not, like you said, not to promote himself. You know, we're having to shine a spotlight on him today because it's so needful, because it's so important. And I know I know the Holy Spirit might be a little bit uncomfortable with us shining the spotlight on him this morning. <laughs> but he needs to have the spotlight shined on him because he is the necessary tool. There is no other way. There is no other way that you can get into communion, that you can access the power, that you can get the things that God has in store for you in your life, the peace, the joy, uh, the fulfillment of what God has got in store for you, you cannot do this without accessing through, by, and with the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And Charles, his main objective is not only to uh, promote them, but to make the connection between you two and, and make it real and make it alive and make it powerful. I'm probably not doing that justice. Why don't you help me here? Scott, you're doing a great job. We are attempting to explain something that we cannot fully comprehend ourselves. Yes. But, but through the help of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, we can explain how necessary and needful this teaching is. Hmm. There have been so many misrepresentations in the past, so much misunderstanding of the dynamic of God and how he works. Just wanted to express to you there. I said this, and if the listeners have followed, followed our podcast for a while, then they heard me say this phrase in the pursuit of God series. But for the sake of anybody that may be listening now that hasn't heard that there is a difference in walking toward God, walking with God and walking in God. Mm. Now this is an expression of the Trinity. Jesus taught us, Scott, while he was on this earth. He said, when you pray, pray to the Father. He said, oh, he said, Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. So we are to pray to the Father. Now, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I know that when I pray, I speak to the Spirit of Christ or to Jesus himself. But Jesus has taught us to pray to the Father for what we need. Jesus is called our mediator and our intercessor. He is at the right hand of the throne of God, the right hand of the Father, and he is interceding 
for the church, for you, listener, for you, listener, he is interceding. But if you want to get closer to God, if you want to walk in the power of God, this is the dynamic that God works in. You pray to the Father. That represents walking toward God. We are all on a journey to get to the Father. I have Jesus with me, walking with me, talking with me, leading me, preparing me. Jesus is the high priest, Scott. And as the high priest did in the Old Testament, Jesus is doing now. The high priest in the Old Testament would take the sacrifice that a person would bring and prepare it according to the law of Moses so that the Father, God in heaven, would receive it and accept it. Jesus, as our high priest, is fashioning and molding us by the word of God and by the Holy Ghost into a sacrifice that the Father will accept and receive. So we are walking toward the Father. We are walking with Jesus. Now, here is the third person element that so many listeners and so many people that are living a Christian life is missing in their life Mm -hmm. is where we walk in the Holy Ghost. So you walk toward the Father with Jesus in the power of the Holy Ghost. Scott, if if a person would come together and accomplish this, If a listener, if a believer would realize the dynamic that God has created to reveal himself to us, to reach him, then what they would do is begin to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. If he can get all three working in his life in the correct way that they were created for and manifested for, then we would be overcomers more than conquerors. Like Jesus said, have life and have it so much more abundantly. Scott, the reason that so many believers are living a Christian life, but they're living it without victory. Mm -hmm. They're living it without peace. They're living it without hope. They're living it without that inward trust in God that brings them the peace and joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, that peace that passes all understanding, that joy that a Christian life should be walking in. The reason that so many believers are not experiencing that is because they have yet to learn the dynamic of the Trinity and how he works in a believer's life. Amen. Amen. And and I think I've got you a good example. If you feel led, I want you to expand on this. This is a good example of the interaction that you speak of. I, I can find so many more in the Bible, but I really love this one. And you can find this in Matthew chapter 17. And, and this is called the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, as they have they've coined it but i want you to watch listen to the interaction that's going on here because all three appear and i just i can't find any any better listen to this please uh, uh, if you don't mind let me read just a few verses and after six days jesus taketh peter james and john what a blessing those guys got 
his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. Talking about Jesus, he was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, Ooh. and his raiment was white as the light. I, I hope you hear what I'm doing here. And behold, there appeared unto them <laughs> Moses and Elias talking with Jesus. Then, then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Oh, poor Peter. He talked a lot before he thought, yeah. just like me. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elias. Oh, not a good thing to say. Now watch this interaction. While he yet spake these words, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Who do you think that is? A bright yeah. cloud. And voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye. Why did they fall on their face? Because they were afraid because of the power they were feeling and the power that was in that voice. That Through that cloud, guess who that cloud is? That cloud is the Holy Spirit. He, he came in the form Amen. of that overshadowing cloud. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Jesus came out of the cloud and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. Amen. And when they lifted up Amen. their eyes, they saw no man. Only Jesus. And see, this is the interaction that we're trying to get you to understand. All three right there on top of the mountain whose interaction is to get you to understand uh, the Godhead, the, 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 uh, the vastness, the deepness of the Godhead that is spearheaded now through the New Testament by his son. Charles, I can't, I can't think of any better example. Can you? Man, well, I have another example that came to me while you were speaking, and it's in Matthew 3. Hey. Jesus is coming to Galilee of Jordan to be baptized by John. Yes. And yes. let me read it. It says, verse 13, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me. And Jesus answered and said to him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Listen to this. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straight, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Ghost, mm. descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Scott, there is another mm. example and witness of the Trinity. The Father spoke from heaven. The Holy Spirit descended like a dove and lighted upon Jesus. And there we have all three again. Scott, he has always been in the picture all the way through Scripture. Mm -hmm. I know you read in, in Genesis 1 about the Holy Spirit, and you said the Spirit of the water hovered over the waters and waited for the command from the father. Do you know that word in the beginning? God, that word, God is the word Elohim mm -hmm. in the original text. And that word Elohim is a plural word, meaning that there was more than one. So there was more than one. When it says in the beginning, God, it's talking about the father. 
the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then if you read on down in that same chapter after they cre- he created all of the living things, then he said, let us make man in our image. Yes, yes. And in our likeness. So God, there's that word Elohim again, the Trinity said, let us make man in our image. And man is a triune being. God is a triune being, three parts. Man is three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Scott, the Trinity is expressed throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. But what has defeated the believers so much is they have failed to realize the dynamic in which God operates in his plan. Let me see if I can explain it a little better, and then you can comment on it. The father has a plan, and his plan is to promote his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in the beginning, in the book of the Old Testament, we see the father in operation. Mm -hmm. All three are present, and it's hard for me to explain it, but I'm going to try. You have three operating in the plan of God. But depending on the timing of the plan, one of those persons is a, is a little bit elevated, a little bit in front of the other two. It's as if you have three people on a team, Scott, and this team is accomplishing a plan, a goal, or a game, if you will. And one steps out in front and the other two are behind to support that person. In the Old Testament, the Father is promoting his plan. Then when Jesus is born in Matthew and in the Gospels, Jesus steps forward and promotes the plan. Then Jesus tells them in John chapter 16, it is so necessary that I go away because When I go away, the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost will come and he will promote the plan. So Mm -hmm. we have him taking over the plan of God in on the day of Pentecost. So you have the father tag teaming the son and then the son tags the Holy Spirit and says, it's your turn. And right now, Scott, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, this is my time to do the plan of God to bring it to pass. Scott, right now, the Holy Spirit is the dominating one in the plan of God. That's why he is so necessary in a believer's life is because Jesus accomplished his part. Jesus said on the cross, "It it is finished. He fulfilled his part of the plan. God's plan, the Father's plan, was to manifest his Son. And he did that. And then the Son's plan was to honor the Father by promoting and giving his life on the cross. And when he did, he finished his part of the plan. Then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, and it's his part of the plan now. Scott, if a believer will grasp this, if they will grab a hold of this dynamic, if they will say, I cannot accomplish 
the plan of God in my life without the participation of the Holy Ghost, they will not see victory in their life. But if they can do that, they will reach an intimate relationship with God that they never thought possible. Do you see the dynamic there, Scott? The Father promoting the plan. Then Jesus takes over and the God, for, for lack of a better word, God, the father passes the ball to Jesus and it's Jesus's turn to run with the ball and Jesus runs with the ball for 33 and a half years and he dies on a cross. But then on the day of Pentecost, Jesus passes that ball to the Holy ghost. And now it's the Holy ghost turn to run with the ball. The ball represents the plan of God. So God the Father passes the plan to Jesus. Jesus passes the plan to the Holy Ghost. What is the Holy Ghost trying to do? He's trying to pass that ball to the church. Yep. He's trying to pass that ball to the believer. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, we can accomplish what God set in motion in the Old Testament, but without allowing the Holy Spirit to take over, and pass that ball to us, we will never accomplish this. Scott, does that make any sense? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I, I would want to. I would not do that for anything. That's perfect sense. It's it's you you see it, and and you see the separation. Even while you were talking, I seen it. You notice that the Father's moving through the Old Testament to get the plan in motion to get Jesus on this earth, and he's working <laughs> and he's working, and then we come to a silent period. Charles, there's a silent period between the, between the last writer of the Old Testament and, and the beginning of the new. There's a there's a span of 400 years there, some say, that it was just dead silent as as the the tag, as you put it, occurs. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he's the express image now of the father. He's he's the embodiment of the father. He is the sacrifice to build the bridge back. Uh, you, you notice that their driving force, the Godhead's driving force. Can I add to this? The Godhead's driving force in all these tags is to get us reconnected back to the Holy Spirit. That Amen. connection that we lost when Adam and Eve fell. We lost this connection. We had this connection with the Holy Spirit. When they fell to sin, we lost that connection, and then you see the tag team coming into action. You see the Father getting the plan started, moving to, to create a people for Jesus to come through and, and to move and motivate things into place, and then it goes silent. And then Jesus appears, and then he's the express image, and he's moving, and he's working, and he's going to the cross to be the ultimate sacrifice, the only sacrifice to, to fulfill the connection. And he does that. And then Charles, he leaves, and then there's silence till the upper room. Yep. And then when the upper room happens, that's when the Holy Spirit takes over and begins the reconnection of the people back to the Father. And there's, it's always been this way. The, the power of the church is the Holy Spirit. The power that the church can do anything through is the Holy Spirit. I hope the people realize why that there's been such a fight, such a yeah. stigma placed on the Holy Spirit, such bad information out there to keep you disconnected from the Holy Spirit. Because without Amen. him, you cannot 
have a relationship with with Jesus that you need without Him. And, and I I see it perfectly the way you say it. Beautiful, well put. <laughs> well, I'm trying, Scott. Like I said, this is a this is a subject, and this is a form of God that is hard to explain. And it really what came to me was taught to me by the Holy Ghost. So for the listener to hear us, they still might be like, I'm getting what you're saying, but it's not completely synced in. And I want to let you know right now, without the help and the teaching, which is Mm -hmm. one of the ministries of the Holy Ghost, you will not see this dynamic. You will not realize this dynamic. And it's hard to operate in this dynamic. But it will change your whole walk with God. Yes. When you realize the Trinity has always been there, when you realize that God the Father started the plan and Jesus took hold of it, now it's the Holy Spirit's turn, then you will begin to walk toward the Father, walking with Jesus in this walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And all three will be present in your life. Scott, my personal testimony that I want to speak about, and I want to encourage the listener, they can experience this on their own. When I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I began to grow in my relationship with God. I was a Christian prior to that. I had accepted Jesus as my personal Savior. I knew that Jesus was the only way to get to the Father. I knew that without Jesus, I was lost and headed for hell. But I did not know fellowship with God until I was filled with his Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then his Spirit began to teach me how to fellowship with God. And I have had periods in the spirit where the Holy Ghost revealed to me this dynamic, this father, this son, this Holy Spirit relationship and how it's one family in three persons and how I was praying to the father. But I was walking with Jesus as he is my high priest was preparing and molding me and shaping me into a sacrifice that the father on that day would receive and accept and that the Holy spirit was transforming me into the image of Jesus Christ. And he would speak to me, Scott, I've had periods in my life through the power of the Holy ghost where I felt the distinguished parts of the Trinity, where I felt the difference between the father and, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I know a lot of people listening might call me crazy and might misunderstand me, but there is one God in three persons, and those three persons have their own identity. And I have experienced each one of them in my life, and it's changed the way that I walk with God. Scott, I'm trying my best to convey to the listener that if they will begin to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, walk toward God, the Father, with Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit, it will change the way that they live. It will absolutely 
promote and it will hurdle it will it will just absolutely explode in their relationship with God they will begin to grow in ways that they've never grown before Scott have you experienced any of this in your walk oh I was listening to you talking it is so true I, I remember growing up going to church <clears throat> hearing the stories about Jesus and, and all the things that happened and to me I was just you know it felt at a distance I was reading these things disconnected I guess is a good word this is going to be hard to explain I know but I was disconnected to me they were just stories in a book and, and that's basically how I viewed them and then when I finally uh, walked into the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time fully fully immersed in the Holy Spirit, it, it, yep. it opened up my eyes and my ears to a world that I didn't even know existed was there. And, and Charles, let me, let me say this. You notice the stories that we read in the Bible about where all three show up, the, the, the one where Jesus was baptized, like you just read, the, the Mount of Transfiguration. You notice that the voice doesn't come, but only through the cloud, the, right. the leading. When, when, when they're all three there, the, the voice is connected. We get to hear the voice through the cloud. And, and I remember that it opened up a whole new world, the voice of the Lord, like I'd never heard before, things that I had seen and heard before. And I know some people are probably thinking, man, these guys are nuts. But, I, but I'm telling you, it, it is a reality. And it, it, it was something that I never knew existed until he until he came into my life and fully immersed, uh, fully uh, dwelt in me. Yeah. And that wasn't the first time, Charles. There was many more uh, feelings. There was many more dwellings. It, you know, it's not just one time. But but I remember how it opened up a whole new world to me and changed. It, it made everything so real to me, more real than what I see right now in the trees and the field and the grass, more than that even. It made it all real. And that's hard to explain. I know I, I get what you're saying, but I think we've come to the point now that the people need that are listening need to realize if I don't have this indwelling, if I don't have this connection, I, I need to be praying for that right now. I need to be praying to be walking in him and through him and by him like you just mentioned. I, I think that's the point. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's what the takeaway from this podcast is what I want from the listener scott we're running on short on time uh, so in a moment i'm going to have you pray for all of us that this real revelation of the trinity that this walking in the spirit that this revealing of god through his holy ghost would come alive in all of us that this is such an important part of our walk it is vital jesus said it was so expedient because that the Holy Spirit was more needful to the disciples than Jesus remaining on this earth. Mm. I know that that would be hard, and it was hard for them to believe. I'm sure the disciples stared at one another like, Jesus is telling us that it's more important for the Holy Ghost to come than it is for him to stay. And they had walked with him for three and a half years. They were in love with Jesus. They did not want him to go. But Jesus said, it's more important for you to get the Holy Ghost and let him take over the plan of God for your life 
than it is for me to stay. Scott, I want to say the same thing to the listener right now. Mm -hmm. The ones who have been born again, who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, but they have yet to experience the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost, the fellowship of the Trinity through the power of the Holy Spirit. They need to realize that they will never get to the place that God wants them to be. They will never experience the victory that Jesus truly has for their life until they relinquish control of their life and walk in the spirit until they are in field and dwelt by the power of God until they receive that same baptism that the church received on the day of Pentecost. They will only know God in a half hearted way. They will only know God. He will only be an acquaintance with them more Mm -hmm. than a personal God, but through the power of the Holy spirit, God, the father and the son and the Holy ghost become so intimate, so powerful, so deep a relationship that they will be able to stand against anything the enemy brings. See, this is the point of it all listener. I want you to experience God and be ready for the end because the ones that will have a hard time in the last days will be those who are not walking in the fellowship of the Holy ghost. The ones who are going to be destined to fall during that great falling away. The ones who are going to be shaken from their faith are going to be the ones who don't have that extra cruise of oil, that intimate fellowship of the Holy spirit in their lives. They're the ones in danger. And I don't want you listener to be in danger of being shaken. I don't want you to be in danger of falling away. I don't want you to be in danger of the enemy overcoming. I want you to be able to stand true and strong, have fellowship with God, end up at the throne of God, be victorious and make it home to heaven. Mm -hmm. Scott, would you pray for us? Pray for me, pray for yourself, pray for all those that are listening, that we will begin to cultivate that intimate indwelling fellowship of the Holy spirit relinquished control of our lives to the power of the Holy ghost to a walk in an intimate relationship with God more than we ever have before. Would you pray? Well, Charles just said the problem, didn't he? And we could take a whole podcast on that relinquishing control. That's, that's been the problem, Charles. That's the reason why the church, the mainstream church, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Pentecostals lump them all in. We've come to a point that we don't, we don't want to lose control. And we're coming to a point in this podcast and a point in your walk with God, where you're going to have to make that decision. Relinquishing control sounds scary. Doesn't it sounds, sounds nervous. Some people might go, I don't want to let go of control. I am my own person. I, I control my own life. I make my own decisions. And and I, I lovingly say this, but look where it's got you so far. Yep. Is it working? I, I think it's time to try something different. And I'm saying that lovingly. I think it's time that we let go and let the Holy Ghost have control. It's time. He's just a prayer away, just like Charles has so eloquently put in this podcast. He showed you he's been there since the beginning. He showed you that he is the connection, the bridge builder between you and Jesus. Wouldn't you like Jesus to be real? 
in yeah. your life? Yeah. Is he? Would you like him to be more than just a story that somebody wrote 2,000 years ago? <laughs> Wouldn't you like for him to show up in your house and speak to you and fellowship with you and make all these things real? Wouldn't you like to hear his voice speak to you in, in the troubled times when you don't know what to do? I, I can tantalize so much, but I, I'm telling you right now, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. It's time. Charles just brought it to the point again that we're coming toward the end. Look around you. The end is near. I don't think it'd take a prophet for you to realize things are shaking. Things are quaking. Things are unraveling. Things are coming toward the end. There's not any more time to waste. And he's just a prayer away. One simple prayer. Now his indwelling is different. And Charles, let me, let me set this up. Don't look for a certain specific thing. His indwelling is different for every person. But I will tell you the common denominator, there will be more love for Jesus. There will be more yes. passion for him. There will be more yes. passion for his word. There'll be more passion to get in prayer. There'll be more passion to put a plate back. There'll be more passion to help the people in this world and show them love instead of putting a knife in their back like today's people are doing. You will know his indwelling by the by how much love and power that is in your life. And I'm promising yes. you, I'm doing a horrible job describing this, but I'm promising you, you will notice the difference yes. in your life. I promise you this. And he's just a prayer away. If you really mean it, if you really want him, if you really desire him, if what Charles has spoken about today has got you to the place you're like, oh, I need him. Oh, I got to have him. Oh, he's what's missing. I'm, I'm tired of just reading these things as stories. I want him to become real and alive in my life. I want him to become real and alive in my life. He's just a prayer away. And that's what we're going to do right here. For all you all that are listening, if you desire this presence, if you want to be ready for the end like Charles has spoken, if you want that cruise of oil that's going to carry you through to when Jesus comes back and not be shaken out, not be not fall away. You want to be ready. Here it is. We're going to pray the prayer. Father, I thank you today for this word. I thank you that you've delivered such a wonderful word for us, that you've opened a door for us this morning to the power, the presence that is the Holy Spirit, the, the connection, the bridge builder, the person that, that brings us both together in one, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this door opener, and I pray right now for every person on the other side of this podcast that is listening, that is raising their hand, so to speak, and saying, I want this. I need him in my life. I must have him in my life. I pray that you fill them to overflowing, just like you did the woman at the well. You said, I've got a drink of living water. You'll, you'll never thirst again. You'll never want again from this from this." Uh, water that you have to give. And I pray that you pour it upon every person that's listening on this podcast right now that wants to receive him. They're just a prayer away. Father, we thank you this morning that you're going to fill them. You're going to fill them. We give you the praise and the glory for this word. Father, I pray also for those that are listening to this podcast that once walked in him. Yeah. Now, for various reasons, for various reasons, they think they can't walk in him anymore for various reasons i, I i'm in a place i can't I, i'm my age i can't I, where i'm at i can't i can't do it oh i've made too many mistakes i can't father i pray that you touch them right now i pray that you move upon them right now and you fill them again to overflowing 
Father, yeah. I pray, fill them again. God, I, I, I give you praise. I can just sense that moving. I pray that you fill them to overflowing again. I pray that you stir up the gifts that's within them again to overflowing. Father, we thank you for this word. I pray that you touch Charles. I pray that you touch me. Lord, we both also are in agreement here that we want that feeling in our lives as well. We need it as well. And Lord, we're not exempt to this. We need it as well. And we give you the praise this morning for this word. And as we go forward, God, let us be sensitive. Let us hear your voice through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us be led and guided by his presence. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Holy man. Listener, I hope you prayed that prayer. I hope what we've said today has resonated within your heart that you see the importance of the Holy Spirit in your life, his intimate dwelling, his power, his control. I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I want to thank Scott for helping me once again to obey the spirit of God and speak about the Holy Spirit on this podcast. I want to thank the Holy Spirit for helping us. What better person to explain the way he works? <laughs> thank yeah. you, God, for the time that we've had, for the opportunity to share your word with the listeners. Listener, I invite you to share this message with others. Help be a productive part of this ministry share this message with other people we can't get it out to everyone we depend on you to help us to get the word out to the people so that everyone has a chance to experience god the way that god wants them to we invite you to use the other resources that we also have available our youtube channel our facebook page crowd the watchman our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Cry of the Watchman. Just follow us. Use the resources. There are blogs that are going to be linked in the show notes of this podcast that you can read that will help you draw closer to God and become more intimate with him and the Holy Ghost. We are depending on God to do his part if we do our part and uh, want to invite you to send any feedback any requests anything that you would like to say we have an email address that you can use to do so it's simply key underscore david underscore ministries at yahoo.com we would love to hear from you and we would respond to you in a timely manner if the lord tarries we will come again approximately a week from now with more about the holy spirit and his person and ministry in your life. Until then, though, it is the prayer of the Key of David podcast. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries that each and every person listening to us repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.